Holiday House Books for Young Readers, Peachtree Publishing Company, and Pixel and Ink present Connie Schofield Morrison and Elizabeth Zunon, author and illustrator of Stitch by Stitch, in conversation with Holiday House Executive Editor Grace Macaron. Hi, I'm Grace Macaron, Executive Editor at Holiday House, and this is the Guest Book Podcast. Today we have author Connie Schofield Morrison and illustrator Elizabeth Zunon, creators of the picture book biography Stitch by Stitch, Elizabeth Hobbs Keckley Sews Her Way to Freedom. Born into slavery, Elizabeth Keckley was severely beaten at the age of four. At seven, she witnessed the cook's son being sold at an auction, and at the age of 14, she was told she would never be worth her salt. She was sent to live with an even crueler master shortly thereafter. But this amazing woman could read and write, though it was illegal, and so. The gowns she created for her loyal customers in St. Louis, Missouri, enabled her to buy freedom for herself and her child. And as a free woman, she moved to Washington, D.C., where she created gowns for Mrs. Robert E. Lee, Mrs. Jefferson Davis, and Mary Todd Lincoln. And Mrs. Lincoln and Mrs. Keckley became very close friends. And there's more. Elizabeth Keckley was a historian. The stories Elizabeth Keckley tells in her memoir reveal precious details about the Lincoln White House. Stitch by Stitch has garnered two-starred reviews, with Kirkus Reviews calling it a dazzling picture book, cut through with the thread and thrum of an inspiring but unsung life. Connie and Elizabeth, welcome to the Guest Book Podcast. Thank you so much, Grace. Thank you, Grace. Thank you. Thank you. So first, I would like to ask Connie, when did you first hear about Elizabeth Keckley? I first heard about Elizabeth Keckley, I want to say, somewhere in between... 2012 and 2014-15 through a dream. I knew nothing of Elizabeth Keckley. Um, Really didn't like history too much growing up. She came to me in a dream and introduced herself. And um, in a dream, my son, I was at a fashion um, event with my oldest son and she attended the event and we kind of um, exchanged words, got into a conversation, and she told me about her, and it intrigued me so much that when I awakened from the dream, I um, decided to go and do research on Elizabeth, purchase her book that she um, told me about, and that began my journey of finding out who Elizabeth Keckley was. And why why did you decide to write a picture book about her? One. Um, her request to me prior to leaving the dream was to rewrite her story the way that I would want it to be told or the way that I would, um, want to read it. And two, just everything I found out about her after reading her autobiography and then doing research on the internet about her, um, I just felt that my daughters and not even just girls, women, men, children, grandparents. I felt there was a need to know who she was. Everybody in the world 
should know who she was and really find out what her gifts was and her legacy was. I felt it needed to be told. And so I told it. Did you have uh, any heroes yourself as a child? Yes, I did. (laughs) My grandmothers. My grandmother on my father's side was Jewish. Um, You know, and the families didn't get along. But the value and the morals and the standards that my grandmother had and her Jewish heritage and just watching how strong she was and how she maneuvered through her businesses. She owned multiple businesses and um, just her style. She was a hero to me. On my mother's side, my grandmother was more spiritual and she could cook and she was she wasn't a professional seamstress, but she made her own hats and her own dresses and she would make these beautiful fur coats. And so she inspired me to um hone in on my my talents. And so my grandmothers were my heroes growing up. And um Lizunan, um, what was your reaction when you first read the manuscript? Oh, I was I would say I was captivated. Um, I was really intrigued by the story of Elizabeth Keckley. I had never heard of her before, um, but the more I read through the manuscript and the more I tried to envision her life, the more I thought I would love to jump on this and illustrate this book. So I'm, I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to kind of dive in and explore her life and create the images uh, for this book. So, so the images um, in the book have, um, there's a lot of uh, embroidery, um, it's collage, and there are fabrics, and um, there are wonderful textures. Could you uh, tell us a little bit about the materials and uh, the techniques you uh, used and, uh, and why you decided to go in this direction? Yeah, um, well, I always love painting portraits. Portraits are my favorite thing, um, my favorite type of art to create. And usually I use oil paint for my portraits and my paintings. So I knew that I wanted to supplement um, the portraits of the characters in the book with something that had um, more texture than just paint. I wanted to supplement it with color and pattern and a little bit of um, volume. And the more I learned about Elizabeth Keckley, the more I got into um, the sewing and the stream seamstressing aspect of her life, the more I thought I can use fabric and stitching and embroidery and thread and lace and buttons and applique to really add something special to the story in terms of adding a visual element that would be uh, very unique to Elizabeth Keckley's story. Um, so I started with painting the characters as I usually do with my paintbrushes. And then I used pieces of paper to cut out the shapes of um, the the tops of some of the dresses, some of the items in the backgrounds. And then I really had fun using ribbon and fabric um, that I manipulated by folding and creasing and sort of like um, pleating sort of accordion style and then sewing my fabric and my paper onto my painted backgrounds. So I was kind of learning as I was going along, but it was a really fun process trying to implement the fabric and the sewn elements of Elizabeth Keckley's life into the telling of her story visually. And uh, speaking of stitching, um, the refrain stitch by stitch uh, 
to me indicates patience and persistence, which suggests to me, uh, Connie, that you value these traits. Uh, do you consider yourself patient and persistent? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do. Um, my patience comes from, wow, having to be the family cook in my two-parent home, my mom and my dad, neither one of them could cook. Um, I had to learn patience. My dad was very stern and bossy, and my mother was very reserved and militant. Um, So I gathered my patience early on, and then I'm a mother of five and a wife of an artist and five multiply talented um, children. So I had to learn patience with being a mom. And then as a joke in my home, I'm borderline OCD, which not really OCD, but I have to have everything organized. And in organization, you um, have to be patient. So I'm very patient. Now, persistent, very. Um, When I set my mind to do something, I have to get it done. And I'm very um, persistent and getting it done, well, really executing it and completing it. So, yes, I'm very patient and persistent. Uh, were you surprised by uh, Elizabeth Zunon's interpretation of your manuscript? Very. I was very surprised because I guess I'm somewhat spoiled with having a husband that's an illustrator. And previously, before this book, being able to see my um, the illustrations for the books. This time around, I didn't. And I'm not a perfectionist, but as I stated, everything has to be in some type of order. And um, the not knowing was, was really getting me. And I was hoping that it was somebody, the illustrator would be somebody that would understand and appreciate materials and appreciate... Um, stitching. And I think I did mention to my agent, it would be um, super cool to have somebody do a collage or at least one collage in a book. So to see how Elizabeth brought the book to life or brought the manuscript to life, um, I still pick the book up. It's sitting right beside me right now. I still pick the book up every day and look at the pages and is in awe over her creations. And um, I was very surprised, yes. Well, that's interesting that you say that because um, uh, your agent, Connie's agent, uh, is actually also Elizabeth Zunon's agent. And after I acquired the manuscript, um, their agent, Laurie, uh, sent me a sample that Elizabeth had done. And uh, usually the, um, the publishing house goes through a, a process of looking for an illustrator or an editor might have someone in mind. And so this was a, was slightly unusual. But um, I have to say, when I saw Elizabeth's sample, I was totally blown away by it. Um, it was uh, a portrait, uh, a painted portrait, and it was surrounded by uh, ribbons and uh, fabric uh, in a collage uh, style, you know, style. 
and uh, it was gorgeous. So when I saw it, I thought, yeah, this is a good, this is a good idea. Let's go, let's go with it. Um, (laughs) So Elizabeth, uh, was there an illustration in the book that turned out to be your favorite or that was especially fun working on? Yeah, I would say it's funny that you mentioned that initial portrait that was the sample. Um, I would say my favorite piece in the book is probably the very last illustration, um, which uses that same sample that you had seen early on. So I created that a couple of years ago and I just kept it and was thinking, okay, whenever this book lands back on my desk, like this is the piece that's going to inspire the rest of the illustrations. So the very last piece in the book features that portrait of Elizabeth Keckley, as you mentioned, in the center, surrounded by um, a border of ribbon and fabric in an oval shape. And then that central portrait is on top of um, my interpretation of a quilt, which features squares of patterned paper and fabric and solid patterns and fabric with some embroidery some applique. And so this is my way of sort of showing Elizabeth's story and her accomplishments all in one image featuring her face, her recognizable portrait, and also some of the skills that she used um, within her life and showing some of the places that she went within her life as well. So I think that was the most fun piece to work on for the book. And was there one that was particularly uh, difficult Yeah, one of the earlier pieces um, in in the first couple of uh, spreads of the book where Elizabeth witnesses um, a slave auction for the first time, um, that was a really heart-wrenching piece to work on. And I avoided painting that piece. I think that was probably the last piece that I created because I just wanted to have fun with paper and fabric and texture and sewing and layering and collage. And um, I think this is the 18th book that I've illustrated, but I've never illustrated anything like a slave auction before. So I just felt like mentally I had to work my way up to it. It's a very important part of Elizabeth's life. And um, I think how she saw herself in the world and how she accomplished things throughout her life. But I myself had never as an artist, um, created a scene that was so heart-wrenching. So that was a difficult one for me. Yeah, that was, that was a difficult one. I think she was around seven when she witnessed it. And it was a child who she knew being sold. And and that is really heart-wrenching. Connie, what was your favorite illustration? My favorite, oh gosh. Let me just make sure that was my favorite. Yeah, that was my favorite. So on page, is page 30, the spread on 34 and 35. It's um, Mary Todd Lincoln and Elizabeth Keckley kind of standing in a room together. And you can really see the how the fabrics were pleated as Liz stated, you could see the different materials, even on down to the chair and um, the backgrounds. So that was my favorite. And then she has this vase on the table and it has like these roses, but the roses actually look real. 
So that this was my favorite um, page in the book. I love that. The, book. the roses in that vase actually are real. They're a photo of a vase of roses that I that I had a long time ago. So sometimes I use photography in my collage as well. So I, I love that you picked up on that. Yes, it's this is my favorite page. Awesome. You know, and I, and I think this would, you know, I, I just want to mention, um, you know, to people who are listening to the co- podcast um, that, um, you know, it was um, printing a book is, is like seeing a printed book is, is different from seeing um, a sculpture or um, three-dimensional work. And uh, one of the, uh, you know, interesting challenges of this book was actually getting the uh, the book to uh, you know reproduce exactly as uh, Elizabeth Zunan wanted it to be uh, reproduced and to make it you know to make it look right and dimensional. And our uh, production director <laughs> went through great lengths, uh, you know, ha- having this um, you know getting this done and i wasn't even aware of it uh during the process i just saw the beautiful collage and um you know and i don't know i guess took it for granted that it would be a, a normal production process but um but it was uh it, it it had its challenges and i i think that it just reproduces so beautifully because the textures and the dimensions um, are really wonderful. You know, what Elizabeth did with the fabrics and the pleats and, you know, the shadows is just uh, spectacular. Yeah, I love how the book came out. I love I love that you can really see the three-dimensionality of some of the paper and the fabric, um, yes. the volume in that fabric, yeah. So a personal question for Connie. Um, mm-hmm. Do you like fashion? I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. I love fashion. I love everything beauty. I love color. But um, as far as fashion, one of my goals in life when I was a child was um, to be a fashion designer. And it skipped me. And thank God one of my um, children will actually... My oldest son is a celebrity fashion stylist with his own brand, but my um, 28-year-old decided last year he was going to come out with a brand, and my um, soon-to-be 25-year-old daughter, she now has a brand. So I guess, you know, even though it skipped me, (laughs) my children are doing it. So I actually, you know, help out, and I wear a lot of their um, designs and I, I do. I love, I love fashion. I love hats. And I do have a hat line. That's why I always, you always see me with a different brim on. I sit, that's my little hobby. I sit and I design hats. So, um, but I do love fashion. Well, the, the one time I did meet uh, Connie in person, um, it was at a, uh, a party at ALA. And I, I loved what she was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> She just looks so fabulous. And every time I see her on Zoom, she just looks she looks wonderful. So I don't think it skipped you. I think I think you have your own wonderful style. And maybe that's where your kids get it from too. And they all um, dress. They all dress. 
the only person that really is not into fashion too much might be Frank. He paints fashion though. His uh-huh. illustrations are fabulous. But um the kids and I, we dress every day. I don't think there's a day, even in pajamas, it seems like we're dressed up. <laughs> Frank know? is Connie's husband. Um so so you know. <laughs> um, oh yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, what about you? Are you uh, into fashion too? <laughs> yeah, um, I am into fashion. I I appreciate a lot of different designers and styles. And um, I love incorporating different trends and um, design elements into what I wear. Although today I'm wearing a sweatshirt because it's cold. <laughs> But I love it. I love I love reading uh, fashion magazines and learning about the lives of different fashion designers as well. A lot of fashion designers today don't actually have the sewing and construction skills that Elizabeth Keckley and uh, people of her time did. A lot of, of designers today will just create a sketch and then hand the sketch off to a team of of skilled laborers and artisans that will interpret and create the the clothing piece based on the drawing but Elizabeth Keckley she I believe she was um, draping fabrics directly onto her clients draping yes. pinning cutting fitting them and then so that's one one entire set of skills to have and then to sit down and be able to cut out and make a particular pattern for a dress or a top and a skirt that's another whole skill set okay. And then to be able to stitch everything together, that's another skill set. And then fitting it on the client, putting it on the client, seeing where it fits and does, where it doesn't fit, seeing where you have to take it in or let it out, that's a whole other set of skills. So this woman was just operating in the world with like six different, you know, suitcases full of, uh, of knowledge of construction yes. and and dealing with clients and and taking on taking in into consideration their desires and their needs and trying to explain to them well this might not be possible or i can't make that in this fabric and trying to keep them happy so she was just navigating a whole a whole different um whole different life and a whole different set of of interpretations than um many fashion designers today will navigate yeah, that's um, that's a really good point. I mean, my mom is a um, is a retired seamstress, and she had uh, she worked for Bill Blass, who then had a pattern maker make a pattern out of his designs, and then um, and then there were sample makers, and you know, there 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 as you said, there's a whole slew of people. And um, one of the reasons I like mentioning my mother is because Connie very graciously, when I told her about my mom, dedicated the book to my mom. And, uh, and my mom was just so thrilled. My mom's 91 years old. And she read the book and she loves it. She just loves it. Uh, So thank you. Thank you, Connie. And thank you also, Elizabeth, for the beautiful uh, illustrations. One of the lovely things about the book is that it, uh, it it has this two, these two parts of it, this really sad, 
grim, uh, horrible, uh, you know, part of the story. And then the beautiful part of the story, the artistic part of the story and the joyful part of the story. And, you know, and like you, uh, Connie and Elizabeth, I'd never heard of Elizabeth Keckley. And, and that was, and my first reaction was, why hadn't I heard of Elizabeth Keckley? Yeah. She's amazing. You know, she is really, yeah. really amazing. And I'm really hoping that a lot of people, you know, read this book and, and learn about her. So a question for both of you, what is the biggest takeaway you want the book to leave the reader with? Connie, would you like to um, yes. answer that question first? Um, I would like for the reader to um, understand that everybody goes through something. Everybody goes through a hardship in life, but the the key word is everybody. And um, we go through these situations, one, as a learning experience, two, as a tool to have in our back pocket to help somebody else through their situation. So when the children read the book, I want them to understand that they can overcome any obstacle and that they could dream big and believe in their dreams and activate their dreams. Well, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, and Elizabeth? Um, yeah, I think the biggest takeaway that I would like uh, the reader to come away from the book is that you can make your life something truly unique to you by building upon your own unique special skills. Yes. No matter what you're interested in, no matter what you love, that can be the thing that drives you throughout your life. Oh, yeah. Nice. And we're only on the tip of the iceberg as far as what Elizabeth Keckley did, because she was also a historian, you know, yes. she revealed, right, you know, uh, do you want to talk about that, uh, Connie, about, you know, her relationship with Mary Todd Lincoln? And um... Yes, um, Elizabeth and Mary Todd were like sisters, I believe. Um, it's noted that she was her, her confidant and like her, her best friend, her close friend, but to me, their relationship was more like a sisterhood. They didn't agree um, on everything, but they stuck together for a very long time. They both went through situations like hardships together. Both of them lost sons um, around about the same time and was able to have, have each other. And they unfortunately wind up... Um, breaking apart like their friendship broke apart to me it could have been saved if Elizabeth would have just trusted her her instinct rather than put the trust in others I felt the friendship could have been saved but they was best friends for a very long time and then too I feel like Elizabeth Keckley was what we would call an activist today fighting for what she felt was right and what she felt was necessary for everybody. She just did it through her gift of being a seamstress or what we would call a fashion stylist today. 
Yeah, and and she founded a charity um, to assist yes. slaves. Uh, she, she just was amazing. <laughs> she really was. She really she, was. Yeah, I still pick her book up. It's sitting here too. I pick her book up a lot and kind of um, when I'm when I think I'm going through rough situations, I'll pick her book up. Or just to be honest with you, this is like my strength. Um, her autobiography it just to read through some of her life um situations it gives me strength on a um a lot of days when I'm you know discouraged I just I pick up behind the scenes and and read it she's really a phenomenal woman or was before we end, because the podcast is called The Guest Book, Connie and Elizabeth, how would you like to sign the guest book today? I have my PPPs. Preserve your peace. Remain positive, And you can produce. Oh, thank you. And Elizabeth? Uh, my final sign-off is... Every life is fascinating, especially yours. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Connie and Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us um, at the Guest Book Podcast. Um, It's always great chatting with you. And uh, and today was really wonderful. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you both. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Good seeing everybody. Hi, Liz. Hi. Good seeing you, Connie. Hope we get to meet in person someday. Yeah. Soon. Soon.